0: Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another The Arsenio Buck Show podcast. And today, I'm going to go over the trust tips in terms of behavior, number 13, and then we're going to put all of this into some fine-ass action. Guys, let's go over first, the powerful motivator. So, you know what? When Stephen Covey was talking about, and he said when his father gave him the responsibility to, you know, basically make their yard clean. Remember, I talked about that a uh, a long time ago. Uh, there is nothing that motivates or inspires people like having trust extended to them. See, what it is, people don't need to be managed or supervised. They manage themselves, right? So it's like if you have a, uh, a problem with, uh, let's say, Jeff Bezos, right? Or I'm sorry, not Jeff Bezos, but Amazon, one of your shipping orders. You're not going to contact Jeff Bezos directly you're going to contact someone that Jeff Bezos extended full 1,000% trust into because he'll be able to, of course, deal with it. See, only and ridiculous, I'm talking about the most ridiculous situations ever, you would have to go straight to the CEO. And you know what? That's only when, of course, Facebook comes under fire and then, of course, Mark Zuckerberg has to like get all teary-eyed in front of Congress and whatnot. You understand what I'm saying? So if you actually put this into context, when people are asked to think, Of the person who has been most influential in their lives. Think about it. I want you guys to think about it right now. Who has been the most influential person in your life, period? Period. And you know what? When we ask, okay, or when we are asked to describe such a person, why they were so influenced by them, they would say, she believed or he believed in me when no one else did. Or, he saw something in me that no one else saw. What they are basically saying is that that person trusted them. And that they were powerfully influenced by and responded to that trust. See, the most influential person, the thing that someone told me, and that I still carry with me to this day after 10 years, is Karen Mulcahy. One of my professors in the dental assistant program that I did for a year out there in Las Vegas. And she said... Arsenio, there's one thing I can't teach. There's one thing that teachers can't teach, and that's personality. And she said, what you have is going to take you a very, very long way. See, that was the most influential, probably couple of or few sentences I've ever received in my life. My mother had never said anything like that of that magnitude to me. My brother, of course, had been the exact opposite of that. I mean, yes, I've had teachers, But they've never really influenced me, okay? Dr. Blackmer, of course, in my sophomore year of high school, uh, English teacher, he helped me develop my writing efficiency. Going into that next year, I almost got a perfect score in my writing proficiency exam. I banged that bad boy out. I think I got a 10.5 out of 12. And I remember that specific teacher, Mr. Banto, biggest dickhead ever. He looked at me. He's like, how'd you do that? (laughs) Of course, you don't focus on the core genius of individuals. I didn't know that at the time, but of course, looking back, I do. The most influential person, think about it right now. Yes, the Les Browns, the this, the that, hearing them and hearing people believe in them. It's kind of like when Les Brown went to the front of the room and I, after a guy said, hey, I want to go go up to the front of the classroom and write what I'm going to tell you. He said, I can't do that, So He said, why not? He said, well, I'm labeled mentally retarded. He went right to the back of Les Brown and said, don't ever say that again. Never let people's opinions of you become your reality. That was the most influential person in Les Brown's life, Mr. Washington. And I know that story from the back of my head because I've heard it on so many different occasions. See, that right there, guys, has woken up my mind completely right now. Because looking at the people who have influenced me, it has been. And it's funny because we can also take negative emotions and influence us. But... Those negative emotions, those things that have happened to me here in Thailand, I reversed it and said, they're scared. Why are they scared of me? They're scared because they know the true potential of what I could become. See, I took that and I reversed it. You see what I mean? It's very very hard to actually look at these, you know, these powerful motivators. And the thing – I mean if you look at it from this, like UFC fighters, right, their powerful motivator would be, oh, you know what? I get the opportunity to beat up this man in front of me and take out all that anger that my my father abused me with and take out all that anger that I've endured over the last 20 years and put it onto this person. That's a horrible way. That's not a powerful motivator because you're still weak. And that's an alpha, that's an alpha mask that that person is carrying, which, of course, I've covered in my alpha mask, you know, uh, podcast way, what, like a year ago. But, guys, what I'm trying to say here is, those, those phrases, you know, he or she believed in me when no one else did. He saw something in me that no one else saw. Another person that influenced me significantly was, of course, Edward, Edward Craney, Irish teacher. And you know what, anytime I was around him, he influenced the hell out of me. But he was that he, it was that day that he showed me that I had a voice. He said, Arsenio, you're not utilizing all your skills. You have a radio voice. I said, really? He said, yeah, make a podcast. I said, what's a podcast? And he showed me, and then he showed me this British guy, and he, he, he spoke very low. And the thing is, he had so many podcast hits and this and that. And he's like, dude, you could create a podcast. And I said, about what? He said, you'll figure it out. And I created a podcast about personal development, And, of course, implementing how I put that personal development of what I was reading at that specific moment, like Napoleon Hill, into my daily life. See, guys, you have to look at the breadcrumbs of life and realize that we're influenced practically every day. But there's that specific individual that believed in you that when no one else did. Think about it. And so now I'm going to get into these trust tips, which, of course, is the most important. But before I get into that, I want to talk about the counterfeit real real fast, because yesterday I wasn't able to see the counterfeit of extended trust. It kind of takes two forms. Right. So you got false trust. And I'm going to get I'm going to explain to you false trust. My mother's boyfriend. I don't know if he's still around. I don't really care. His name was Oliver. He trusted this guy at work by the name of Preston for the longest. Next, you know, they were sitting in a meeting. And Preston threw him right underneath the bus. And he looked at the guy. Preston was the manager of Oliver. And when they went into a meeting with, of course, you know, a couple of, you know, Anglos. I don't know who these people were. But Preston threw Oliver right underneath the the bus by saying, oh, yeah, I should have never trusted Oliver. Although they have been working with each other for more than 20 years. So how do you think Oliver is going to feel going forward with that relationship with Preston? Pretty insane, huh? It's funny how that false trust, that's the counterfeit of extended trust because, again, Oliver manages this. Preston's on top of him. But in the blink of an eye, a person just takes and wipes out all that trust. And so, again, that's the the first part. So the second is extending fake trust, acting like you trust someone when you really don't. In other words, when you entrust someone with the job, but at the end of the day, you not you don't sn- you don't supervise you snoopervise you hover over or big brother the person or perhaps even do his job for him. You see, so again, this is one of the most important parts because of course with my content writer, you know there are times I'm like, hey, can you get this done by da 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 da? She's like, okay, and she doesn't. And so when I extended that trust by saying, hey, if you could actually write up all of these blogs for me, I would appreciate it so much. Next thing you know, she started sending it to me like I guess you could say hours later or even days later, and then I just took that task away. I'm like, hey, listen, I understand this is probably too difficult for you. I'm just going to stop this. I'm going to do these blogs by myself, and I'm just going to give her these types of tasks to do. And so, guys, again, when you find yourself in that bind, you just have to like you know confront the reality of the situation, say, you know what? Uh, I just really don't think this is really helping right now. Or you know what? I'm just going to take sole you know possession of this, and if there's someone else that can do the job, okay, do it. But don't tell the other you know say, hey, you know what? I'm going to take this away and I'm going to give it to this person because I think this person could get it done by then. There it is. So of course, a lot of my friends they have VAs and whatnot, and so I mean there are a lot of different ways to do it. But I'm going to give you one more story. And this is what Stephen Covey said in his book. He said a simple example of someone who extends fake trust is the faculty advisor to the student council at a junior high school. And you know what? Stephen Covey at that time, he said that one of his colleagues' sons who serves on that council recently assigned by the advisor to call a local university about borrowing a game. For an upcoming activity. When he did so, he discovered that the faculty advisor had already made the call before him and enraged to borrow the game. And this is exactly what happens. And what is the impact on initiative and on trust? Well, guess what? I mean, you think about it. If you say, hey, can you call them? Next thing you know, you call them beforehand. I think that happened to me recently. I forgot the situation. But... um. I think there were times that I wanted to like say, "Hey, can you like you know let her know? Can you let her know?" I'm like, "Man, fuck this! I'm gonna hurry up and do this myself," you know. And so that trust—it's kind of like when I was at immigration, and I tried calling the staff members, and then I was gonna call them back, and I was like, "No, I'm just gonna call the head honcho so he could hurry up and get rid, you know, hurry up and get this, you know, get this finished." And so that's exactly what happened. But the thing is. There are situations where you say, "Hey, can you do this?" and you do it over them, and then they call and they're like, "Hey, what happened?" And this just recently happened, like with my blogs. I'm like, "Hey, can you hurry up?" And like, I mean, not hurry up. Can you can you let me know when you could finish the blogs for all the Udemy, you know the stuff that I'm gonna do with this big um, this big blog and this big uh, what is it this this damn th- this video? Oh my God! This video, of course, that I'm gonna be launching on Udemy. She's like, sure, and I'm like, okay, when can you have it done? And so next thing you know, I finish four units, and then like two weeks later, she sends it to me, and I'm like, oh, shit. So I should tell her and say, hey, you know what? I've already done those because it took you too long. You see what I mean? So we gotta, I got to figure out a way how to say, you know what? Hey, I understand this. Let's just figure it out going forward. Okay, I understand that this is what you need for me. This is what you need for me, but I need these at this deadline. And so one of the things, another thing that has just happened and that I just realized at this specific moment of talking is some things that I need written up for a big, big thing next weekend. I said, hey, you know, uh, when can you get these done by? She's like, I can get them done by tomorrow night. Two days later, it's not done. And she said, oh, it was a short notice. I understand that. I understand that. But now it's coming up on Monday and that thing is going to – it's vastly approaching again next Saturday. So can you get it done? And so now I'm like, you know what? I I don't know what else to do. I'm probably just going to put her on the minimal task that I've been you know having her do for the longest because I mean things just aren't working the way they used to work. You see what I mean? So now it's kind of like okay, this is going to put me in a bind. Like, what is your role? I got to figure out what your role is. What is it that you can do? When I say all right, can you put this link on the website? She's like, oh yeah, you could just do it. I'm like, wait, no, you. That's why I kind of have you. You have to make my life easier. Give me ideas of how to do this and how to do that. It's just not happening anymore. So what can I do now? What am I actually paying for anymore? It's a big decision I'll have to make, right? Makes sense? So again, now let's get into these trust tips. Bullet point number one. Think about a relationship where you feel someone doesn't trust you and ask yourself, could this person or could this person's lack of trust in me at least in part, be a reflection of my own lack of trust in him or her. If you're caught in a di- in a downward spiral, like I just mentioned, try to reverse it. Start behaving in ways that can extend trust and notice the results. Bullet point number two, on a scale of one to 10, determine where you think you are in terms of extending trust to others, either at work or at home. Imagine the result of moving your performance point to the left, Extending less trust and then to the right, extending more trust. See, if you rate it yourself a five or less, identify one or two steps you could take to extend more trust. And the last one, if you're a parent, pay attention to the ways in which you interact with your children. Do you tend to be suspicious or hover over them or micromanage them? Or do you tend to treat them as responsible people who are worthy of your trust? It's kind of like in section of Inspiring Trust, which I'm going to talk about in Smart Trust real soon. Uh, it's basically figuring out what your tendencies are as a parent or as a brother or as a sister. Again, do you not trust them and do you always get on them over and over and over? I see this all the time. Or do you expect them to just have things done? And so I love just reading this book in general because I see so many things that my friends – who our parents have done in the wrong way where I could just say, Hey, are you micromanaging them? Are you do you tend to be suspicious? Because if you do, try to reverse that. Or sit them down and say, Hey guys, alright, let's lay out all the details. I need this done by four PM. I need this done. I need this done. When I get home, it should be done. That's the end of it. And when it's done, hey guys, how's everything going? You look around, perfect. And you don't even have to mention it. You can just say, Hey Matt, thank you so much for cleaning the dishes, man. Alright, let's get this. In- You see? Because then you're given that positive reinforcement, but in an indirect way. So, with that being said, guys, those are the trust tips. Man, that is all of the behaviors. So now we have to figure out an action plan for everything. I'm talking about all the behaviors to talk straight, demonstrate respect, create transparency, the right wrongs, everything. And you know what? We have to figure out the character and competence in both, all of these behaviors, I'm gonna have to write this up. I'm gonna hopefully have again my uh, my content writer do this for me, and hopefully this is up by next Thursday. I'm hoping. I'm really, really hoping. Or we're gonna have to literally sit down and have this real good talk. Um, and so we're gonna have to figure out the current performance, and we're gonna have to figure out the opposite and the counterfeit performances. So, guys, stay tuned for that. This is gonna be a real good action plan for all of you out there. So, with that being said, guys, thank you so for tuning in for this series, man. For simple well, behaviors one all the way up to 13. Guys, we've covered- we have covered so many different things, and now we gotta figure out an action plan, and I got it. So get ready for it. Make sure you tune into my blog. I'm gonna have it embedded in, or of course, the code, the Microsoft Word document, so you guys can print it out and write it out as you wish. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. To another The Arsenio Buck Show podcast. Stay tuned for more. I got the action plan coming. Over and out.